Welcome to the Cultivate Network Podcast, where we're digging in, digging in on Christian living, leadership, and church planning. Here are your hosts, Jamie Couch and Anthony Waters. All right, so we're coming out of Father's Day weekend, and we're stepping up here to a new week. But I'd like to just for a few moments today, as we as we dive back in, let's let's talk about our father for just a few moments. And you know, as we celebrate Father's Day, you know, we always look at our earthly dad that the Lord has blessed us with. And you know, I know that for a lot of people, you know, you may not have had a dad growing up, but you probably most likely had a father figure in your life. But how truly awesome it is that every one of us that know Christ as our Savior, we have a Heavenly Father that we can run to today. And just for a few moments today, let's talk about our Father. Uh, Really interesting to bring out as we start today, and then I'll turn it over to Jamie. We kind of got two different segments that we're going to kind of hit on. I'm going to hit on this first segment, then I'm going to turn it over to my brother. But I'd just like to talk about the transition from Old Testament to Mid. Old Testament to New Testament. And as we look at the Father, uh, all through the Old Testament, all the prophets of old, they always called upon the name of the Lord, and you would always hear them as they would pray. They would usually start out, O Lord God of Israel. Uh, You'd look at Hannah as she prayed in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 2. Uh, you know, she cried unto the Lord and, you know, she called him her Lord that he was holy. There was none other besides him. Uh, we see Jehoshaphat as he stands before the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in Second Chronicles as he cries out and he says, Oh, Lord, God of our fathers. Uh, we see Daniel as Daniel would cry out as he called out to God. Oh, Lord, the great and dreadful God. Nehemiah, he said, Oh, Lord, God of heaven. Habakkuk, as he would cry out unto the Lord. Oh, Lord, I know that you've heard my speech, Lord, that I know your voice. And we see this cry that went forward and how they knew God and how they called upon him as Jehovah, uh, Adonai. How truly beautiful this is that we see God in this aspect. But then when Jesus comes on the scene, we see a completely shift in the way that the believer calls upon God. And Jesus completely changed the mindset. He broke the mold. He completely shifted the thought about how we call upon the name of the Lord, where now we can cry, Abba, Father. And this is something that is so unique to the Christian faith, to us today as children of God, is we have the ability, to, when we call upon Him now, we call upon Him, and I love it, I used my wife as an example when we were preparing for this last week, I was talking to her and I said, pray. And she said, what do you mean pray? I said, just start praying. And she started out, she said, Father God in heaven above. And I said, stop right there. I said, notice how you called upon the name of the Lord. I said, you called him Father. I said, we didn't have this opportunity until Jesus. Mm -hmm. And how Jesus came in and how he completely shattered the mindset. How he would call upon his Father. And how now we as children of God, with the spirit of adoption that we have been given according to the book of Romans, that we can now cry, Abba, Father. Just as Christ cried in the Garden of Gethsemane, now we have that opportunity and ability to call upon the name of the Lord. That we can call him Father or Dad. 
Hattie. And, you know, the right that we have, how wonderful that is. I love Romans 8 and 15. For we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we've received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So for us today as children of God, what a wonderful opportunity that we have that we can call upon the name of the Lord, that we can call him Father, Dad, that we can have that type of relationship, that intimate relationship with God. Becoming a child of God is the highest and most humbling of honors that we could ever have. Because of it, we have this new relationship with God and a new a new standing before him. Instead of running from God and trying to hide our sin like Adam and Eve, did now well, we run to God and we cry Abba Father and finding forgiveness in Christ being an adopted child of God is the source of our hope the security of our future and the motivation to the life that we live worthy now of the calling that we've been called according to Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1 and being children of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords calls us to a higher standard a different way of life and in the future an inheritance that can never perish spoil nor fade away according to 1 Peter 1 and 4. And I think how beautiful that truly is today that we have the ability to call upon God and call Him Father. And I love what Jesus did here is He wanted to show the intimate relationship that we can have with God. That He's not so far away that He cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities but that He is there. He's open and that we can call upon Him and we can run to Him and we can cry, Abba, Father, Dad, we love you. We need your help. My goodness, what an opportunity that we have been given as children of God to call upon our Heavenly Father. It's exciting, ain't it? Yes, sir. I, I, I bet the people didn't even know you were here. That's okay. <laughs> I, they don't, it, it, this is good word. So, so good. you know, but you know, how wonderful that is, brother, that we have that opportunity that we can cry, Abba, Father. How mm. Jesus completely broke the mold. And I, I think... I. I this is something that I think that, and we say it all the time, is Jesus changed everything. He did. He did. He changed everything. And this is one of those overlooked portions that mm-hmm. we often overlook yeah. is how, how our, our relationship with God has changed. Mm-hmm. You know, think about the veil in the temple. The veil was there, this layered, tiered veil that separated the holy place and the holy of holies. How there was a barrier there. There was always a barrier that separated us from God. And then Jesus, when he died on the cross and he gave up the ghost, how the veil in the temple was rent from the top to the bottom, from heaven to earth, and now how we have direct access to God. There's no limit no more. There's nothing that holds us back. We now have direct access through Jesus by the blood of the Lamb. Man, what an opportunity we have been given that we can cry, Abba, Father. Mm. And so as you, as you talk about that, Anthony, my mind goes back to Genesis, and it goes back to in the beginning, right, Um where Adam was the the first son, the 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 first human right created by God as a child of God, truly, and then that was separated. He he made a conscious choice to 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 walk away from that 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 unity. So then the opportunity for Adam to call God Father, hmm. he walked away from that, and then oh. all humanity were subject to Adam's failure. Yeah, that. That we we are not we are born unto sin mm-hmm. that separates us from the Father, so therefore we're we're children we're children of sin, and and there's this popular pop culture word that goes out, 
and you hear it in most outlets, especially when somebody's trying to win favor for something that they're convicted of sin for. We're all children of God. <laughs> Actually, no. Yeah, we're not, oh, we're not all children of God. Break the mold, brother. Because Break the mold. Okay, this is true. We're, we're not. No. And, and 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 the beauty of that is is that we are we are children of Adam. Yep. We have an Adamic nature. That that's sin that, nature. That sin nature that's yeah. proponent to sin. And we are separated from yes. the ability to call God Father until we're adopted. That's exactly So right. we're orphans yep. running around this world, fatherless orphans, lost, without a provider, without a hope, without a help, without a leader. We're sheep without a shepherd. We are truly orphans. So when I was lost in sin and I was running away from, from God and doing what I wanted to do, I was a little orphan yep. that had no ability, no one loving him, no one protecting him. But the beauty of that is I, I have a picture in my mind of an orphan on the run and, 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 and a would-be adoptee parent that says, I want to love you. I want to love you. That's chasing the orphan everywhere the orphan goes saying, I want to love you. I want to love you. I'll provide for you. I'll give you protection, safety. I'll, I'll, I'll help you to grow into a man. I want to be, I want to be your father. And that's what God did to us. He chased us. He wasn't, we, he had no obligation to us at all. None. We turned on him as humanity, and yet he, before, before, Paul said, while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. So while we were running from him, he, he wasn't our father yet. We hadn't, we hadn't been adopted yet, but he still chased us down. And I love the beauty. I love the beauty of that relationship is that we can, we can now look at our adopted father and say, Abba, Daddy, Father, and, and that, that relationship is no longer, and you know, I'm, I'm thinking back at when, when Elijah or Moses or, 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 or you name it in the old Testament, will call on the name of God. It was, it was, it, it was, it was, it was reverence, which we didn't, we don't lose that reverence. No, not at all. No, it was, it was a, they were terrified yep. to approach him. It, but but yet they approach him because of, you know he's God right yeah but but in the New Testament when Christ comes Emmanuel God with us our Father comes down to walk among us to bring us under His wing under His fold and now you can see the switch and I love the way you illustrated that the switch mm-hmm. of us still approaching Him with the same equal reverence but now it's a term of endearment that they didn't get to have. In the Old Testament, pretty cool, and I love it that that even the Bible says, and I forget where, and and, and I'm terrible with that sometimes, but that the angels, you probably know, and if somebody, you know, we could look it up, we just don't have time. <laughs> that that the angels desire to look yes. into this 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 adoption relationship that we have, mm. they've not been redeemed like we have, and they desire, as powerful as those dudes are, they're going to throw Satan and all of his angels into a pit one day, and they have all the, I mean, all that kind of power, and they're with God right now, and they desire to look into what the 13-year-old orphan that gave his heart to Christ has. Beautiful. Pretty awesome. So what an opportunity we have today. 
And I love how you broke the mold because that's what we have to do because there's that popular mindset. Oh, we're all children of God. Sure we are. We're all children of God. And you can almost see, you can almost see the, just the shame <laughs> that hangs over it because we're so, I'm sorry, but we're so ignorant and unlearned to it that we, that we fall into the trap. When we have to understand that there has to be something that separates you, you have to be separated from that. To be able to have this spirit of adoption, to truly be a son and a daughter of the Most High God, the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords, Alpha Omega, the beginning, the end, the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley, the bright, the morning star. How wonderful that is that we have that opportunity. Mm. And, and Anthony, I love it that, that he, in, in, in the context of the scripture you referenced about the adoption, mm. whereby we cry. Abba Father, yes. right? The spirit of adoption. Yeah. The spirit of adoption says that no orphan has the ability or power to to convict or convince someone to take them on. The orphan can't provide for themselves in that scenario. The orphan is completely fatherless, homeless at all, right? And the beauty of that is, is he found us in our homeless condition and he invited us along previous to that previous to the conversion previous to us accepting what jesus did for us on the cross there is no fatherhood in our lives yep we're truly orphans running around but 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 guys you know it, it is pop culture it is pop culture to say we're all children of god when we hear that one of the first things that's an indicator of conviction it's an indicator of Oh, I'm guilty for something, but I'm still a child of God. Yeah. And and does that mean that that all born again believers and all of those that um, uh, that are children of God that are in the fold that are born uh, again, blood ball, are going to never make a mistake? No, you're going to, but you're going to run to the Father. Amen. And you're going to run to the Father in repentance with a broken heart and a contrite spirit. You're not going to run to the Father and say, hey, Dad, I did this, and, and it's okay because I'm your child, and I can do what I want to do because I'm just a spoiled little brat. There are no spoiled brats in the kingdom of God. In the household of God, there are no spoiled brats. There's no entitlement in the kingdom of God. Hmm. It doesn't happen. <laughs> That's going to break a lot of people's hearts. It doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It doesn't you exist. Know, and, and, and you have that. You know, you, you, you know you, you, we see it a lot in Christendom. I'm going to say this. And then even businesses, you, you can walk into a business. And if the child's parent owns that small business, you will see that child go get whatever they want to off the shelves. Oof. You know? If if somebody owns the local grocery store, the market, that kid just walks in and gets all the ice cream at once, <laughs> you know. And, and the thing is, that child's entitled. We don't have that in the kingdom of heaven. No, we don't. And, and, and entitlement is not not a part of it. It is we reverence our King and our Lord greater because He adopted us. Our appreciation and honor for Him is is double because of what He done for us. How awesome that is, man. How awesome that is. That's, that, that's not going to be a popular saying. <laughs> that's okay. Well, my kids are pastor's kids, right? Have been for a couple decades almost, right? Yeah. And one of the things I shared with them as, as little babies is you don't get to be in the front of the line no. because you're a pastor's kid. Mm -mm. You don't get to do what other kids don't get to do. Mm -mm. You're going to be the same as every other kid. Now, I'm going to love you at home better than I love anybody else because you're my baby. Yep. But 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 you don't get any special privileges mm -mm. because you're a pastor's kid. 
there is no spoiled brat in the kingdom of God. But we have this spirit of adoption that says, thank you. You took me in. Yes. You loved me. Yep. You brought me out of a, mar- of a, a miry clay, of a pit. And you set my feet on a solid rock and you established my goings. And it's a, it's a, it's a posture of gratitude. Yes. So when I sin, I'm sorry, I'm talking a lot, Anthony. I just talked for like 10 minutes. When almost. I sin, <laughs> I don't come back to the, to the father and say, hey, dad, I done wrong, but you're cool with it because you paid for it on the cross. No, yeah. when I sin, I'm broken Yeah. because of what he done for me. Yep. And the price he paid, and I just crucified him again afresh. And that is that's when you know you've been born again. Yeah. When your attitude towards sin is lackadaisical, yep. you check your blood. Yep. Check the blood. Because like because a true transformed believer of Christ is going to understand that father, what that father done for you. Pulling you out of the mar- the miry clay, putting your feet on a solid rock. So while you were doing that, I researched the the angels' desire to look into the, the gift that would begin. So it's First Peter one twelve. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but uh, you know that's an awesome. It's it's an awesome thing. And but yeah. how many I'm just t- glad it wasn't in the book of imagination. <laughs> yeah, you know it wasn't in there. <laughs> uh, you're right. But you know we see this a lot. Uh, what you talked about there, the entitlement aspect of it. I think a lot of people feel entitled you know my my family name has entitled me my role has entitled me mm-hmm. and that's honey that's not true at all no and you know i'm kind of i kind of get to minister on this in a couple of weeks it's it's pretty amazing that you brought this up but how awesome it is to actually see that there is no entitlement that you as a child of God are called. And this, this is the point that needs to be emphasized here. You as a child of God, mm. you should, your life should be an image of the life of Christ. Well, Christ came not to minister, but to not to be ministered to, but to minister yeah. to those that were hurt and broken. Now that word minister, if you look that up in the Greek lexicon, you will find out that minister means servant. Mm. Oh no, that's just going to break a lot of hearts, isn't it? It means servant. He didn't come to be served. He came to serve. And for us as children of God, that doesn't mean we run to the head of the line. That doesn't mean we push other people out of the way. That means that, honey, we get in line, that we fall in line, that we are the ones that are sitting there washing the feet. We're the ones that are the hands and feet of Jesus to do the things that he's commanded us to do, to go to a lost and a dying world, Mm. to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hey, honey, that's not a popular belief that a lot of people are going like that because hey let's 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 have a real conversation for a moment this is the american church we're talking about today that it's health and wealth and blessings poured upon me that there ain't going to be room enough to contain and when you start looking at these folks and telling them hey you're going to be a servant you should be a servant of all you need to be a servant first and foremost they're not going to like that because they see that as degrading that you are taking what they have earned in their mind, and you have degraded it to to you've broke my heart. I, I I don't. I'm not a servant. God didn't call me to be a servant. He called me to rise above. I'm supposed to be higher than these folks. Man, get over yourself. Get over yourself. That's this. That's sickening. 
That's the reason that the that's the reason the church is in the shape it's in today is because of a horrible mindset and horrible false teaching that has been given in to let you think that you're somehow greater than somebody else. I'm glad in the kingdom of heaven there are no big eyes and little U's that we are all equal, but we are to be servant of all. I, uh, the first shall be last oh, imagine and that. the last shall be first Not and popular. the greatest the one who oh, created yes. the hands yes that created the universe yes washed the nasty smelly yes. dirty feet of, uh, yes. of the one mm-hmm. who sold him out yes oh servant serving those who deserve and serving those who deserve to be whipped instead of served and that's what Jesus did. That's what Jesus did. And that's our leader. He said, <laughs> right, follow yes. after me. Yes. And then he said, these works you shall do and greater works. And yeah. when we hear that, mm-hmm. he's up there on the mount. He's about to be, he's about to be ascended to the father and he's yeah. about to go. He's, this is his <laughs> last words mm-hmm. to the disciples on this earth as a, in the figure that he was. Right. Yeah. And then he says to them, these works you saw me do. You'll do these works and greater works. <laughs> when we hear that, we think, oh, I get to do miracles. No, you get to wash dirty feet. You get to wash dirty feet. You'll see miracles. Sure you will. But not unless you're willing to wash the dirty feet of the one that's going to deceive you. That's the works he did. <laughs> that's what he did. He kept his mouth shut when he, yep. was, when he was ridiculed and persecuted. He was like a lamb led to the slaughter. That's right. He did these works. Yep. So when we hear that scripture, our mind goes to the, all the fun stuff. We get, <laughs> we get to find golden fish's mouths. We get to see the lame, the lame walk and the deaf, deaf talk and the open eyes, the blind. Miracles, miracles, miracles. Oh, miracles do not happen without servanthood. Wow. Whew. So that's the Ooh. works of Jesus. When he said you'll do the work, these works and greater works, that means you'll take the low road. <laughs> that means Jesus could have marched into the temple and, and and marched into the marched into the into the king's yes, palace, he and he could have yes. took the throne. Yes, but he wasn't worried about position, no, or posture, no, or pomp and circumstance. Mm-mm. He could have got on a stallion and had an escort into the into Jerusalem that day, but he got on a donkey. He took the low road every chance he could because it wasn't about his clothing, his attire, his title in this world. He wanted to lead, serve, and love, and do the work of his father. And he was about his father's business. And that's what he came for. Not his business, but the father's business. And the beauty of that is, is if we follow him, we'll get to see greater works. And for those that are still on this with us today, (laughs) and for those that have left because it was offensive to you, guess what? Christ is offensive. He's offensive to the world today. The gospel is offensive because it's not what anybody wants to hear. I, most people would rather have their ears tickled and their back scratched than to be on their knees in servanthood. Yes, amen. That, that's the, it, but the beauty of the Word of God is it cuts us all. Yep. All of us that are willing to receive it, because we share this not because we're on a mountain. 
We share these words because they're they're blunt, guys. Yeah. They're blunt. They're honest, and they're from the Word of God. Yep. They're not from our hearts. We're not mad. We're not. We're not upset. We're we're sitting we're sitting here as broken servants of God, saying, "God, we want to be used of God." But we also we also live in a world that has a pop culture that is opposite to the culture of Christ. And so, if we're going to be counterculture, then we're going to have to go against the grain Ooh. at times, and we have to be okay with that. So, as we walk our Christian life, I love how you started this out. We have a father. We have a father. We have a father. Yep. We have a father who understands. Mm-hmm. The pain you're going through, let, we can end. We can kind of end it, land the plane here. Right? <laughs> yeah, coming in for the landing. Landing gear is coming down. Landing gear here coming down. <laughs> you have a father that is touched by the feelings of your infirmities. Yes. You have a father that understands your pain. Yep. Your anguish, your fear. You have a father that understands your loss, mm. your struggle, yeah, the awesome. emotional struggle, the pain in your body. He gets it. He does because he's he's suffered as all as as all men in like manner as you. Yeah, and he endured the shame, yep. the endure the cross, despised the shame. Yep. He was bruised for your iniquities. Your father was. And your father purchased you with the price. That's beyond payment. That's yep. beyond this yep. world. There's not enough gold in Fort Knox. No. There's not enough stardust in heaven. No. Nope. Or, and and there's, there's not enough stars in the sky to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. There's not enough gold under the, all the mountains of the world to pay for one ounce of the blood he shed for you. He's your daddy. He's your father. And if today, if you're, if you're lost and you're, you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and your sins are not under his blood, then I promise you today he's chasing you down. He's loving you every minute of it. And he wants to be your father. Yep. He wants to be your father. So if you're an orphan, you don't have to be today. Mm-mm. You can have a father Amen. that loves you, that's by your side every minute of every day, that you can call on him in the darkness of the midnight hour when everybody else walks out, he's going to walk in. Do you remember the sermon? He's your father. Do you remember the sermon you preached about joint heirs? Oh, yes. <laughs> now that we're joint heirs with Christ, mm. that makes us that makes us have the ability that we get that inheritance we're a joint heir. It, we're, we've been connected together in that spirit of adoption, and now we're joint heirs with Christ. Joint heirs. So basically, we've been adopted, Yep. and we get what we didn't earn or deserve. That's right. And so God put us in his will. Yeah. That's got a dual meaning. Yes, it does. God put us in his will. Yes. It does have a dual meaning. You're right. You're in his will, and you're in his will. <laughs> I love it. I love it. This is this has been a pleasure, Anthony. Thank you for bringing this. And and when you shared it last week at at, at Journey, it was the first time I had really looked at it that way. Uh, yeah. The transition between the Old Testament, the way that they said Lord, and and there's so much more. Uh, oh, there, oh we didn't even scratch the we, surface. We just barely. Oh, we just we just opened the can. We just cracked the lid. <laughs> yeah, a we're like, bit. what's inside there? <laughs> yeah, we just got a sniff of it. That's right. But there's so much in that. So, oh, dude. So thanks for bringing it out, and and you know God is good, and and we just appreciate uh, you guys for listening in, and uh, please do like and share the podcast, and if you're still if you're still on this if one, you're still here. <laughs> we love you, and we thanks for thank you for tuning in. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Cultivate Network podcast. Until next time, keep cultivating.